When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we continue to provide the best guests in the country, including Michael Goodwin, who I love dearly. The guy's brilliant and a great writer for the Post. Before I get to Michael quickly, I have to play one cut. I used to, um, I said all the time that Joy Behar was uh, the worst of the worst on the show The View, which I did watch yesterday in my hotel room. I was home, I was alone. But I got to tell you, Whoopi Quarter. I used to love Whoopi Goldberg. I loved her in the movie Ghost. I thought she was cute in Sister Act. Always liked her. Uh, but the more she talks on the show, The View, the more I'm finding out there's not a big difference between Whoopi Goldberg and Don Lemon and Joy Reid and all these hateful bastards, all of them. Here's what she said yesterday about Ron DeSantis down in Florida, cut number one. He wants to argue that Florida mandates uh, teaching black history. It's been mandated since 1994, but funding was never mandated. It's been poorly enforced, and 11 of 67 of Florida school districts are considered to be truly meeting the mandate. Most districts limit instruction on black history to Black History Month. Then, you should also know, Florida's statute doesn't want students to to persuade towards a view that goes against state academic standards but Ron your own statute says students should learn to understand the ramifications of prejudice and racism but when you cherry pick and you decide what is going to be taught it makes it hard for me to take you seriously because you're saying you know queer black history isn't black history when do you say that queer history is american history is is black history there are black gay folks there are no kidding maybe you're one of them i know you had sex with ted danson but point being when did ron DeSantis say any of that never never i mean she's just a lying gross racist and anti-semite whoopi goldberg here is uh, two latest columns. GOP's new biz probes may burst balloony Joe Biden's bubble. Kathy Hochul is deaf, dumb, and blind to New York's woes. Boy, did you get that right. Here he is from the New York Post, my friend Michael Goodwin. Mike, good morning. How are you? Uh, just great, Sid. Thank you. Uh, good to have you back here. I, you know, I, I just played that cut from Whoopi. I'm not sure if you like her. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. None of my business. But, you know, I play, I play something almost every day. From Whoopi Goldberg, where she just finds a way to attack. She attacked, for example, a couple of days ago, um, uh, who's the uh, lady? Uh, Nikki Haley. And yesterday it was Ron DeSantis. So any way to attack a Republican candidate, she'll apply whatever is good for today. Racist and, and, uh, and homophobe. She does it all the time, Mike, all the time. Well, you know, Sid, my, my view on these things is that you can tell what someone reads by what comes out of their mouth. And I would say that Whoopi Goldberg only reads the New York Times. uh, And so she gets all of her news in a distorted fashion. So it's the Times that's peddling this nonsense. First, it was don't say gay, right? Remember that bill about uh, in in teaching in Florida? Which, Which by the way, it's a great bill. And all it is is a parental act bill, which never, ever, ever uses the word gay, ever. That's right. Exactly right. But somehow, you know, you get these naming rights for legislation. So Democrats always name Republican legislation in ways that are the most 
partisan possible. And then Whoopi Goldberg and people like her just mimic that. It becomes their brain food. They don't read anything else. They don't entertain any other ideas or viewpoints. They make they simplify it all in this most partisan fashion designed to do the work of the Democratic Party. I mean, the Democratic Party ought to be paying uh, her network uh, (laughs) advertising fees because every time she opens her mouth, it's an advertisement for Democrats. I used to think it was no big deal, Mike, Eh, whatever she's on TV. But I have to tell you that there are so many people, maybe not millions, uh, maybe not 10 million, maybe even if it's 2 million, there are so many people that tune into these shows and take what these people say is gospel from young ages to adults. And I believe now it's not just a TV. It's dangerous because you do start to create a society of people, maybe only one or two, but they get crazy. They take it to the next level and they go, oh, that DeSantis and he hates gays. And we've seen people commit violent acts. I don't think Whoopi understands that because she's ignorant and in some cases stupid, the damage she's actually causing. Well, look, there's no question that uh, she is dumbing down the political discourse in this country and does it in a fashion, as you say, Sid, that, that projects hate, that projects total disregard, disrespect. There's no engagement. There's simply a lecture. And you know when she's giving these speeches, she read this somewhere, right? She didn't, she didn't study the situation and then write her own talking points. She's reading from something. Now, look, I get lots of emails from, from people in both parties. But I have to say there is on the left an industry of those who demonize the right. It's, it's a much more prevalent and bigger group. And, it, and they're always asking for money. It's vote blue, democracy now. Uh, and, and they're always on the attack. And they've been on the attack against DeSantis for more than a year now because they recognized that he is a potential Republican uh, presidential candidate and maybe the leading one, according to some polls. And so they've got to go after him, hammer and tong. I mean, they're doing the work of the Democratic Party of trying to dirty him up. Now, they tried it before the election, and he won in a blowout. Uh, So it didn't work. But they're not going to give it up. They're, they're raising money constantly. Whoopi Goldberg is kind of a spokesperson for that wing of the party, and she has this platform, and that's how the Democrats operate. And the Republicans don't really have an answer to that. They don't have, other than a few people uh, on television who are on the right, I mean, the left has... Uh, you know, MSNBC, it has the broadcast network, CNN. Uh, the right has some parts of Fox News. But Fox News has always been more equal in the sense it will have the Democratic point of view on there. It may be one third instead of one half, but it's there and it's clear and it's given space and time. That's not the case of the view. There's nobody on there who would counteract her. Nobody else in that audience. They have a couple of token conservatives, but who are very quiet, who are really sort of left-leaning conservatives, uh, not not right-leaning conservatives. No, you're right. The three stars of that show are Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, and Sonny Hostin, and all three of them are brutal in their approach. Now, you're right. Uh, I I, uh, usually repeat what I read, and guess who I read? I read you, Mike. 
And I love this uh, paragraph right here. It goes, to decide housing is public enemy number one, Governor Hochul has to ignore the impact of rampant crime, the nation's highest tax burden, failing public schools, and a declining quality of life. All those problems and others are cited in various surveys of the hundreds of thousands of people who have left New York City and state or hope to. You even quote Mark Twain when he said, and I quote, the difference between the almost right word and the right word is really a large matter. It's a difference between the lightning bug and the lightning. Brilliant, by the way. But you're right. Hochul is out there, and she is deaf, dumb, and blind to New York's woes. You thought maybe when she won, maybe she would start to figure it out. She's not even close. No, and, and this, this issue of focusing on housing as though it is the cause of this flight. Now, it's important to remember that New York leads the nation in out-migration. And she says, if, if we don't stop it, if we don't rate, r- reduce the price of housing, New York will only be affordable for millionaires and billionaires. But she totally misstates and misdiagnoses the problem when she thinks that housing is what's driving people away. Now, granted, the overall cost of living is part of that. But the millionaires and billionaires who are leaving New York, they're leaving New York in greater numbers than the middle class or the poor. And the reason is because of the crime, because of the poor quality of life, because of the tax structure, which penalizes wealth, because of uh, the, poor, the poor school system. But these are the real problems that people talk about in these surveys. But Hochul doesn't want to hear them because she doesn't want to do anything about them or she can't do anything about them because the legislature is so far left. And so she it's like looking for your keys where the light is good (laughs) rather than where you actually lost your keys. I mean, it's easier to talk about housing. But even that, you know, she wants to force suburban towns to to. You give up a lot of single-family zoning and build apartment towers. That is not going to go over well no. with a, a lot of uh, suburban legislators. Agreed. And you've been pretty high on Eric Adams. You were initially very high, and then you kind of came down a little bit. Now I become very, <laughs> fa- I know, I become very friendly with the mayor. That's true. We, we talk almost every day. We go for dinner every couple of weeks. He is willing to listen to me, a Republican voice. I'm not a raging Republican like the New York Daily News wrote two weeks ago. I'm pro-choice. I'm pro-gay marriage, but I am Republican. He's willing to listen to me, but it's not been a very good run. And when we talk about education, one day he likes charter schools. He's up in Albany a couple of days ago. I couldn't tell if he likes charter schools. Where are you today, Michael Goodwin, with the mayor, Eric Adams? Well, disappointed, uh, I think is the best way to think of it, that his, uh, his focus wanders. I mean, when, when I endorsed him, when I voted for him, because uh, I'm a Democrat, Um, I voted for him in the primary as well as the general election, but I wanted, I liked the things he said about crime, first of all, which I believe is is public enemy number one. Uh, I liked what he said about charters, uh, and, and I like what he even said about taxes, that the city needed to have a, a more rational tax structure going forward. So I like those three things, but crime number one. And there's no denying that there has been some progress in terms of murders and shooting, both of which are pretty much down double digit from the year before he became mayor. 
But it doesn't end there. I mean, the shoplifting, for example, the assaults on the street, he's trying to do things, but it doesn't seem consistent. It doesn't seem determined enough. I don't think he picks enough fights uh, with the right people. He, he complains about the media coverage, but he ought to be fighting like, like cats and dogs with Albany, with Hochul. Those people are the ones who made the laws and he knows this. He talks about it, but, he, but he's, he's sort of willing to accept defeat. And I think you cannot change the culture of New York City and Albany unless you are not willing to accept defeat, unless you refuse to accept that this is the best we can do. And so I think unless he gets mad at Hochul, at Heasty, at, uh, at Stuart Cousins, who run the legislature, I think he's not going to get anything. And even with charters and school choice overall, he's, he's been, as you say, back and forth on both sides of the issue. It's this lack of consistency, this lack of consistent, uh, I would say, passion uh, that is really leaving him without a lot of accomplishments. And if he doesn't soon get these laws changed, because it takes a while, uh, if he doesn't soon get this done, he's going to be running for re-election with not a lot to point to as accomplishment. Yeah, yeah and the uh, president's stuff will go right out the window. Hard to argue all the things you just said, Michael. Only way out I'm curious, you said uh, I'm a Democrat, I voted for Eric Adams, and uh, you read a lot of pieces about Joe Biden, including this balloon piece where he's, he's lost. The fact is, his president is lost. It's a horrible administration. Yeah. Right. When you say you're a Democrat, would, or you only vote Democrat, so if I said to you, Pete Buttigieg, who's done a horrendous job at this chemical toxin deal in Ohio, the airlines. He's the transportation secretary. If he's the best you've got on the left, it's a hypothesis. <laughs> and Ron DeSantis is on the right, but he's a Republican. On that day, is Michael Goodwin still a Democrat? Oh, it's not even close. No, I mean, I vote like an independent. Gotcha. Uh, I live in New York City uh, to, you know, in many cases, the primary is the election. Uh, because in many cases, Republicans don't even put up an, an opponent. And so you have to vote in the primary in New York City. So uh, I follow the advice that uh, Charles Krauthammer repeated, and he credited William F. Buckley, which is that you vote for the most conservative person who can be elected. Uh, and that's generally what I do in all elections. Whoever that person is, whatever party they're on, I vote for the most conservative person who can be elected. And so among the Democratic primary last year, the Democrats running for mayor, I thought Eric Adams on the issue of crime was the most conservative person who could be elected. Agreed. And, and I thought so in the general election as well. So that's, that's my guiding principle uh, in these chief executive races. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how I vote. Yeah. And you can imagine, as critical as we both are at this point of Eric, and we both like him, could be a lot worse if it was Maya Wiley. I'm just saying. Well, that's it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, that that's what stays my hand. People say, oh, have you given up on Adams yet? And I say, well, no, consider the alternatives. Right. It's true. Hey, listen, you're, uh, you're an amazing writer. You may be better on, on radio. I don't know. You're that great. So thank you for once again taking the time to speak with me this morning. Have a great weekend. Hopefully we'll do this again very, very soon. Thank you, Michael Goodwin. My pleasure, Sid. Thank you. Take care. There he is, the great writer, New York Post, and really a terrific radio guest, too. Michael Goodwin, here on Sid and Friends in the Morning. 
If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.